This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, April 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Purdue faces senators amid China trade dispute. Ag panel leaders worry over precedent of trade payments. And CBO confirms a PLC shift. Secretary Purdue goes to the Hill as the USDA plans trade payments. Ag Secretary Sonny Purdue heads to Capitol Hill. He's almost certain to get questions today about the administration's plans to compensate farmers for a trade war with China. Purdue is scheduled to testify before the Senate Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee. Earlier this year, with the U.S.-China trade dispute building, Purdue successfully appealed to appropriators to lift a prohibition on USDA's authority to make emergency assistance payments under what are known as Sections 32 and 5. A source familiar with Purdue's request says that ending the restrictions allows Purdue to potentially make up to $15.3 billion in payments. Prospect for trade payments meeting bipartisan resistance. Leaders of the Senate Agriculture Committee, as well as the top Democrat on the House Agriculture Committee, all raising concerns about Purdue's use of the Emergency Assistance Authority. They say they're concerned about the precedent that would be set by making payments in an election year. Their prohibition was put in place after then-Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack used the authority to make payments to producers in 2010, another election year. We need a market. We need to sell our product. If we do that, we don't have to have some kind of crazy quilt subsidy program that would set a precedent. And sure enough, it would be asked for every year. That the word of Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts of Kansas. He said, quote, we just don't need that. The committee's ranking Democrat, Debbie Stabenow, put it this way. It would be very unfortunate if agriculture somehow becomes a partisan issue. Keep in mind... The Trump administration is unlikely to be moved by the concerns. The spending authority potentially gives the administration some negotiating leverage with China to the extent that the potential payments neutralize China's threats to retaliate against U.S. farm exports. And, of course, the payments could soften any political fallout from Trump's trade policy in this fall's congressional races. The ranking Democrat of the House Agriculture Committee, Colin Peterson, isn't so sure that the payments will help Republicans with farmers that much. He said farmers don't want their market screwed up by this policy, giving them some money. I don't think this is necessarily going to buy them off. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway has been more supportive of the administration. In a statement Monday, he said the administration should do all it can to minimize the negative impacts of the trade dispute. And he thanked Trump and Purdue for committing to use the broad legal authority Congress has granted them. Trump gets Iowa invitation. President Trump and Chinese President Xi Jinping lowered the heat in the trade dispute yesterday. The New York Times reported that she agreed to ease restrictions on U.S. automobiles as well as increase protections for intellectual property rights. Trump responded in a tweet, Very thankful for President Xi of China's kind words on tariffs and automobile barriers. Also, his enlightenment on intellectual property and technology transfers. We will make great progress together. Meanwhile, the president of the Iowa Soybean Association, Bill Shipley, is inviting President Trump to his farm to see and experience soybean planting season in Iowa and get a better understanding of what is at risk from newly threatened Chinese tariffs. 
China's proposal to add tariffs on soybeans adds the uncertainty U.S. farmers face as we prepare to head to the fields to plant another crop, Shipley said in a speech yesterday. Longer term, we're concerned about the establishment of anti-American sentiment in China. If allowed to take hold, it could jeopardize the ability of U.S. farmers to do business in China for generations. New CBO numbers confirm ARC to PLC shift. The latest cost estimates from the Congressional Budget Office show the shift by farmers to the price loss coverage program could be a bit more dramatic than previously projected. CBO now projects PLC payments will hit $5.7 billion in fiscal 2021, compared to just $448 million for ARC under the county coverage option. CBO's 2017 baseline estimated that farmers would get just under $5 billion from PLC in 2021 and $508 million from ARC in 2021. PLC payments are now expected to total $2.7 billion for fiscal 19, compared to $2.6 billion for ARC County. Now, why the CBO estimates matter? Well, if CBO uses this baseline in estimating the cost of provisions in the Farm Bill, then it's going to be even more expensive for lawmakers to increase PLC reference prices. The relatively large cost estimate for PLC mean that any changes in reference prices will have a large effect on outlays where a small change in ARC will not. That's the word of Pat Westhoff, director of the Food and Agriculture Policy Research Institute at the University of Missouri. Westhoff says soybeans are the only major commodity where ARC, quote, could still be a reasonable choice for farmers under the CBO price projections. Cattle industry divided over the approach to meat alternatives. Major cattle industry groups are giving the Trump administration mixed messages over what the government should do about meat alternatives and lab-grown meat. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association is calling on the FDA to start taking enforcement action against what the group says are improperly labeled imitation products. But the U.S. Cattlemen's Association is seeking a different approach by asking the USDA to tighten definitions for meat. What unites the beef industry is concerned that they will face the same market challenge that the dairy industry does now with plant-based beverages that are labeled as milk. Jess Peterson, senior policy advisor for USCA, says the beef sector and agriculture more broadly need to work together to advance this issue via the proper channels. For more on this issue, as well as the Farm Bill and the U.S.-China trade dispute, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. It's hitting inboxes today. Well, here's today's She Said It. It would be a huge mistake to pass a partisan farm bill out of the House. I've been involved in numerous ones. They've always been bipartisan. That's Senator Debbie Stabenow, ranking Democrat of the Senate Agriculture Committee. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, April 11th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Kelly.